Bellies, boobs, and butts. How's that to grab your attention about what we're going to be talking about today on Love, Honor, Obey podcast? Ladies, hold tight. We're going to go there. We're going to talk about modesty. We're going to talk about being chaste. And we're going to refer to scriptures of telling us exactly how to present our bodies. Stay with me. ladies. I'm Carrie, a child of God, a wife, and empty nester of 28 years to my rugged mister. We have two handsome and tall tattooed sons, two beautiful daughter-in-laws, and a fantastic grandson. Our marriage almost fell apart about five years ago due to my BS. That's before submission ways. I prayed loudly for God to change him, but I was the one that needed changing. I was mentored and our marriage is now solid, restored, and incredible. It's now my passion to help women not stay in their own BS and understand living life as a godly, submissive wife is amazing. Before I start everything, I want to start with the scripture reference of Titus 2, 3, 4, and 5. So Titus 2, 3 starts with the older women likewise. That's me, y'all, older women. So this scripture is saying, Carrie, you're an older woman. You're a older woman. You're a follower of Christ. Teach others now what my word says so that it doesn't get blasphemed. So verse four, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And I know I've talked about this scripture before, but today we're going to zero in on being chaste, which means modesty. And I'm not going to be like some old crony that's clutching my pearls and look like I just sucked on a lemon. Mm -mm, That's not it at all, sister. I'm doing this to remind you of who you are in Christ. All right, so that word chaste, let's look at the definition to it. It's an adjective, abstaining from extramarital or from all sexual intercourse, not having any sexual nature or intention, without unnecessary ornamentation, simple or restrained. So the first definition tells us from abstaining from intercourse or extramarital sex. So single women, that's telling you to stay pure, to not go there with your boyfriend, with your fiance, until the marriage covenant is completed. And it's also telling wives, if you're a young wife, don't have an extramarital affair, whether it's emotional or physical. And let me give you a scripture to back that up. Hebrews 13, four, flip there with me. Marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So God's telling us here to keep the marriage bed pure. Fornicators, those are people that have sexual intercourse outside of wedlock, outside of being married. And adulterers, adulterers are people that either lust from the heart or physically go to other people outside of their marriage. All right, let's dive into that second definition now. Not having any sexual nature or intention. And sister, that definition jumps right back to the opening thought of boobs, bellies, and butts. Those are the things that we do not want to 
share with people, share with men other than our own husbands. Save the good stuff for your husband. You can be dressed so modestly. You can be dressed classy. You can be dressed timelessly. You can even be dressed trendy, but you don't have to show the cleavage, show the boobs. You don't have to show the belly. Yes, even your midriff is an erotic area. It's an area of intimacy that is just supposed to be for you and your husband. And your butt, are your shorts so short that they can see the little overhang of your bum? That's too short, sister. No one needs to see that but your husband. Direct all your sexual intimacy to only your husband and more so to the Lord because your body is the temple that the Holy Spirit resides in. And that's something so important for us all to remember that our body is not our own. It is the vessel that carries the Holy Spirit. So what are you trying to get people attracted to about you? Are you trying to attract them to your boobs, your belly, or your butt? Or are you trying to attract them to the radiance of the Holy Spirit, the radiance of Jesus that you show as his witness? Scripture to back this up is 1 Corinthians 6, 18 and 19. 18 starts with flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Now, verse 19, listen to this one, sister. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. That's the reason, sister, that we cover ourselves up. That's the reason that we act in a chaste way. We don't want to be sexually intentional to other men, other women even. What we want to do is have that sexual intimacy reserved for our husbands because when it's in the bedroom, it's game on. It's negligee. It's butt naked. It is you and him becoming that one flesh. However, out in public, even especially out in church, cover it up, sister. Make sure that even your skirt is long enough, that it's not just hanging at the mid-thigh. Make sure that it's hanging low enough, that it lays low enough, that if you bend over, nothing is being exposed. Your shirt line, even. Make sure that your shirt line, that if you bend over, that they can't see right down your shirt. I have, I've gotten into the habit that even in church, if I, if I bend down to get something, I will place my hand on my neckline to make sure that it stays tight so that my boobs are only for my husband. They're only for him to see. And it's not for anything that another man can get a peek at. Because also you don't want your brothers to lust after you inadvertently. Let's look at the last definition now for chaste. It says, without unnecessary ornamentation, simple or restrained. This definition immediately brings to mind 1 Peter 3 and 4. It reads, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Sister, listen to this last part which is very precious in the sight of God. 
So to combine the definition with this scripture, the original definition was saying, or that previous definition was saying, without unnecessary ornamentation. And then if we look back at the scripture, it begins with, in verse 3, do not let your adornment be merely outward. So the Lord isn't saying that you can't wear pretty clothes, that you can't wear pretty jewelry. What he's saying is the thing that people should see most about you is the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So the Lord wants us to be attractive to people because of the Holy Spirit inside of us, that they can see the fruit of the Spirit on uh, on us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those things that are pouring out of us that people see that we're working diligently daily to become more Christ-like. That's what's precious in the sight of God. And even when it says gentle and quiet spirit, are you gentle when talking to others during a time of concern, during a time of conflict, or are you harsh to them? The Lord wants us to be gentle and quiet spirit. We are quiet. When we're quiet, we can hear from the Lord. When we're loud and we're overly boisterous and we're overly in everybody's business, we can't hear from the Holy Spirit. It's resting and being still that's when we can hear from God. As I was looking at 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4, one word that kept jumping out at me was the word incorruptible. It says, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So I had to dive into that word incorruptible a little bit, and it means not subject to death or decay. So our incorruptible beauty for the Lord of having a gentle and quiet spirit is not subject to dying or decay. So that means that something is subject to dying or decay, and decay means rottenness. So if our beauty is based on our boobs, our belly, our butt showing, that can be rotten in the sight of the Lord because he directs us back in Titus 2, 3 through 5 to be chaste, to be modest, to only save our sexual intimacy, our sexual parts for our husband. Not for if you're pre-married or not for if you're married to other men, but only our husbands. And then to also remember that our body is the temple that carries the Holy Spirit. Wear your beauty properly, sister. Sister, I hope that these scriptures have encouraged you today to see your body as something so special and honor the Lord with your body. The scripture I want to end is end with is 1 Corinthians 6:20. For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we were bought at a price. Who gave his life? for us, who sacrificed for our sins, Jesus. We were bought at the price of him on the cross. Therefore, because of the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, glorify your body and in your spirit, which are both his to begin with. 
Oh, Jesus, we thank you so much for your word and how it sets us straight. I pray that this just leans into the heart and mind for women everywhere and that they start to examine a little bit more closely the definition of being chaste and the proper way to to show their bodies only to their husbands and more so as they're in the world to wear their beauty and adornment of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I am grateful for your time today. I pray this message has inspired you to edify your marriage. Please tell a friend about this LHO ministry. Share, subscribe to this podcast, and follow along on social media. Together, we can honor God's word by removing the BS on wives and showing others there is freedom in living as a godly wife.